Mogul Motivation, educating and empowering entrepreneurs one week at a time. Presented by True Stories Media. And I am your host, Antoine Twiz Taylor. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mogul Motivation. Welcome back. I'm happy that you are here. This week's Monday conversation, I am delighted to have with me Mrs. Chloe Cook, all the way from Houston, Texas. She is a professional event and wedding planner. Chloe, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Likewise, likewise. So, Chloe, I just, um, I want to dive right into it, you know, uh, because you, you know, On your Instagram page, you know, you're a busy woman. You're always doing some type of event, some type of wedding. You know, you're always doing something. You're always on the go. Mm -hmm. My first question for you is, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Um... Yes and no. I went to school to be a teacher. I taught for seven years. I got my master's in education and my dad was an entrepreneur as well as my grandfather. So I was kind of raised around entrepreneurs and people that worked for themselves. So that's all I kind of knew, you know, that Mm -hmm. existed. And um, when I was teaching and after I completed my master's, I literally had a dream one day and It was, um, I had a successful event planning company. Event planning was always a passion of mine and something that I enjoy doing on the side, Mm -hmm. you know, as like a little side hustle. But I thought when I woke up the next morning, I called a friend. I'm like, Hey, make me a logo. Um, and he was like, what should it say? I said, just say my first and last name, Chloe cook events. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, and put and photography on, on there. So, um, entrepreneurship just kind of fell into my lap, so to speak. It wasn't something that was on, you know, right now, if you would have asked me at my age, I would be like on the board of education somewhere um, (coughs) working Mm -hmm. and, you know, speaking out for children's rights or something. So that's pretty much what I thought I would be doing. And here I am owning my own business after seven years. Wow, that's that's amazing. So your dream literally came to you in a dream. Literally came to me in a dream. Yeah. And my sister was a co-owner with me and I called her the next morning. We're very different. And I was like, hey, you know what? I had a dream that we owned an event planning company. You know, what's up? You want to do it? And she's like, "Uh, let me think about it. And I'm very impulsive. So, you know, I was like, no, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. (laughs) And she here we are today. Wow. That's that's amazing. So at what point did you really um kind of abandon your whole teaching route 100% and go full throttle into event and wedding planning? Oh, that was really, really hard to do because I I received a lot of backlash from my family. You know, they're like, you went to school for this. You studied so hard. Um, You know, you're going to leave your good job and be an entrepreneur and work for yourself. You're going to lose your benefits. I had to do a lot of praying and just, I just literally one day, um, my principal came to me and she knew that I was an event planner. So she came to me, I was teaching first grade at the time and she came to me and she said, Hey, I have a, a proposal for you. Cause I, I'm, I'm a believer of asking for what you want and speaking it into existence. So what I did was I told her that, you know, I saw that her campus needed a reading interventionist, which is a person that helps kids in a small group um, learn how to read mm-hmm. and, you know, expand their reading skills. So I told her, I was like, your campus needs this. And, you know, I was just basically just kind of 
stepping out on faith and hoping that she would jump, basically. Yeah. And she uh, came to me and she said, I have a proposal for you. Would you like to um, be off on Friday so you can prepare for your events and be off on Mondays so you can recover from your events and then just work three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and be a reading interventionist, have a small group of kids come by, you know, every hour or whatever, and still get all of your your benefits. And I'm like, look wow. at God, you know, wow. that's him setting me up. That's him letting me know that this, I got you, things are going to be covered, you're good. And so that's pretty much how I transition. So I tell everybody, just follow the path and the timing. You know, we live in a society where everybody wants to be an entrepreneur yeah. and they think this is easy. They want to quit their jobs. It's not easy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not something you just say, hey, I'm going to quit my job because you're going to quit your job. And where's your clientele? At that point, I had a very strong clientele and I was overwhelmed. And I think God just said, hey, Chloe, you know what? I'm ready for you to go ahead and do this full time. That's beautiful. Um, like you said, people think it's uh, easy. Because, you know, yeah. in this digital age, I talk about it all the time on the podcast, is, you know, anybody can, you know, set up an LLC or an S-Corp on paper and, you know, get some fancy business cards. But are you really going to do the work to really make it a real business, right. you know? And it's interesting that you said, so before, you know, you got that blessing, you know, through your principal that basically gave you that leeway and that leverage to, you know, make that transition, you say you already had a strong clientele. How do yeah. you build a strong clientele in the event and wedding planning industry? Not only working a job, uh, a full-time job, but just in general. Like, how do you even do that? Because, you know, it's so many young event and wedding planners out there, you know, that are really trying to get over that hump. You know, how do, mm-hmm. you, really, how do you really get there? Well, um, how I got there was I, I believe in leaving a lasting impression. When you're working an event, I give I gave it my all. When I say my all, I was refilling drinks. I was acting as a bartender. I was act, acting as an event planner. You know, mm-hmm. I don't just go and set up a party and just sit back. Yeah. I'm engaged with my clients, and people saw that. Like, I was even taking pictures. At, at In the beginning, I was the photographer. I was pretty much a one-stop shop, like very overwhelmed, but... I was getting my name out there. I put in so much work to get to this point to where I can just talk to people over the phone and they don't have to see me. I'm, I'm booking clients in Dubai. I'm booking clients in California, you know, and they don't even have to see, see me, but people don't realize that I put in work for that, you yeah. know? Um, so most of my business, literally about 90% of my business comes from social media. So when I set up that Facebook page, when I first started my business, I woke up from that dream. The next morning I set up the Facebook page with my logo. That's, I put pictures from like professional images from events that I had hosted on my own. Yeah. And from there, people started calling my phone. I was charging like probably $50 to take pictures, $200 to plan your event. And here I am naming my own price, you know, mm-hmm. in 2017, like, hey, this is what I charge. This is my work. You can go see a portfolio of seven years of all creative events that I've done. And um, I just basically social media, social you know, media. social media just kind of kind of helped me out a whole lot, a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's really it's no secret, you know, it's um, just got to do the work. You just got to yeah. do the grit. You know, and got to go through that Montana's action every single day, 
you know, right. waiting for their wall to break down. Um, yeah. And be consistent because some people, you know, they'll post on their social media like once a week. I'm like, how are you going to be seen? And you, you saying you're not social post something, you know, post, set up a, set up a fake event, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what you're doing. Nobody knows what you're doing. I tell my coaching clients all the time, like, Post a little mock-up on your kitchen table and act like you're giving an event. Mm-hmm. Who knows what you're doing? Nobody's there with you. They can't prove that you're you're not booking events. You have to stay busy and look busy. when you are. It's just like a pair of Air Jordan tennis shoes. When everybody wants one, everybody wants a pair, right? They stand right. in line for these shoes, long lines for hours. So look like you're in high demand. You know, make people want to book you. Make people want to work with you. And, you know... Once you do that and you conquer that step and you um, have to give a little bit of personal, you know, you want to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, you want people to have faith in you that if they give you these thousands of dollars, you're not going to run off with them right. with the money. So um, that's another thing that I do. I create like a I'm very personable on my page opposed to other business owners. You know, they keep it serious all the time. But I was like the class clown in school. So I have to keep it true to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I won most witty, you know, I was very outgoing in high school, most talkative. That's what I used to do. So my thing is you, you keep it, keep it real with yourself and don't try to put on for anybody else. Just keep it true to who are, who you are. And then it's all going to line up. You know, I could definitely uh, relate to that. In high school, I was voted most loudest in my, in my <laughs> class. You know, um, everybody thought I was loud, which I am kind of loud, but you know, you definitely, you're, you're right. You know, social media is so important and it's kind of like a job within itself, isn't it? You know, like it is so, you know, I, mean, I get don't annoyed with it that. sometimes. Yeah. Like I, I have to take breaks from it, but I've built a strong following like amongst Facebook, Twitter and um, Instagram. I have probably over 70,000 something followers, 80,000, whatever it is. And those I are real counting, people. But those are real people, not, you know, real people. Yeah, yeah real people. Not like, you know, when, when I ask someone, where'd you find me? They say, oh, on Facebook or oh, on Instagram or, you know, occasionally it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So um, it is a lot of work. It's very stressful. Like sometimes I'm like, why do I keep getting notifications? I don't want them, yeah. you know, but it's a blessing. And it's, you know, it's kind of like it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. I can't lie. Comes with the territory. Um, yeah. So, as an event and wedding planner, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in your early years, and that you still face seven years down the line now? Um, that's a really good question. Balancing family mm-hmm. is one of them. I would say at the top of my list, balancing friends and family. You know. <laughs> Family isn't going anywhere, but friends, I've been blessed to have a select amount of friends that understand my, my vision and my path and where I'm trying to go. Like they don't get mad when I don't call them. They might check in every now and then. But once we, once we link up, it's like all, you know, like we didn't miss a beat. So just balancing that because you'll get friends like, Hey, where you been? I haven't heard from you. What? We don't mess around no more. We not cool. You know, so you have to deal with all of that. And then you have your family that, on the weekends, everybody works Monday through Friday, right? Yeah. So most people in the world. Um, and I'm working mostly Thursday through Sunday. 
And so when they go back to work on Monday, I'm like, hey, let's go out to eat or let's go to happy hour. And everybody's like, girl, I'm tired from the weekend. I had to go to work. So how do you how do you balance that? You know, so that was a big a big thing of mine. And then with your family, they're like, oh, she's she's too busy to, to be with her family. You know, I had I lost my grandfather. I lost my father in a matter of weeks both due to cancer and I was at the mm-hmm. peak season like I had big weddings going on big events I was literally at the peak of my career and both of those two people died that were very important to me so I just after that I kind of have to like step back and say you know what I need to learn how to balance this whole thing I need to delegate and give duties to my staff um so I don't have to be in so many places at one time. And then you get people that are like, oh, she's not coming to my event or she won't be here. I don't make Chloe Cook events. Chloe Cook events has already been established. My staff has been trained. Like they went through years of training, you know, internships mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So they run events better than I do. And that was what I really had to mm-hmm. kind of focus on because I had clientele that didn't they didn't understand that I was a growing business and I couldn't be everywhere. I couldn't, I had 98 events one year. I couldn't be at all, all of those. I went to 98 events, but the next year I was like, you know what? I got to step back Uh and I have to run my business like a CEO and a Uh CEO. You don't see a CEO all the time, you know? Correct. So I had to kind of play the background and delegate. Okay. So let's, um, let's, let's, let's elaborate on that more. Let's start with, um, Number one, clientele, and then we'll get to staff. So, okay, you said most of your clientele finds you through social media, correct? Um, that is correct. I'm sure that you have met a lot of issues because as creative professionals, uh, event wedding planners, graphic designers, photographers, these industries are kind of looked down upon in a sense. You know, it's like mm-hmm. some people don't see the value in getting an event planner or a photographer or a graphic designer. You know, how mm-hmm. do you, you know, overcome that? How do you weed out? these um people who don't you know feel the value in that and you get to you know the customers who do see the value in that but you get to them constantly and repetitively how do you do that well like i said it's all about leaving that lasting impression uh-huh. you know making sure that your 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 uh, your staff is very professional making sure that you're keeping it professional at all times and you're wowing their guests you're wowing the client you know i have i've done events for your favorite basketball player to attorneys to doctors Mm -hmm. to just pretty much the single mom, you know, everybody, you know, so I kind of cater to all people, you know, from all demographics and all, um, income, you know, however, however you want to work that, you know, I cater to everybody. So all of my clients are VIP clients to me because I have single moms that reach out to me a year in advance and they're like, Hey, I want to make payments on my child's birthday party because I want it to be special for them next year. Mm -hmm. And I can't do anything but respect that, you know, um, coming from being a single parent for so long, it was like, you know, these are the, you treat this person the same way as you would if you got a big athlete to call you and they want you to do an event for them. I treat those single parents and those people the same way, you know, they get the same treatment. And many people think, Oh, well she only works with this kind of clientele or this kind of client. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I don't always share information about my clients, but some people go through it to get to give these elaborate events, Mm -hmm. you know, and they want things to be to be special for their their family and friends. So. So basically, you just got to have the same enthusiasm with whoever books you, because, you know, um, like 
basically whoever books you, those are the people who see the value in it, you know, regardless of their, right. you know, tax bracket, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just, it's you just know, a somebody, matter of, somebody might feel like, oh, um, if, if I got a call today from Beyonce, would I be ecstatic? Yes. I would probably go crazy and run around my house, you know, but, <laughs> but I would, I have to have that same enthusiasm when a client books me, that's just the average person that works at the hospital or the mm-hmm. grocery store or wherever they may work. I still need to have that same enthusiasm. And that's what I do. Like when my clients book me, I'm like, welcome to the Chloe Cook wedding experience. Or welcome to the Chloe Cook experience. You mm-hmm. know, like this is going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. You know, um, just being excited about them booking me. These people are giving you money. They yeah. paying my bills, basically. Yeah. So, you know, I have to have to cater to them. Mm-hmm. It's hospitality in itself as well. Got you. So with that being said, so now you, um, you know, you've attracted the clientele that you want, you know, the people who see the value in what you do. How do you start to build your staff now? You know, how did you go about, you know, training them to, you know, adapt to the culture that you want Chloe Cook events to have, you know, things like oh, that? Because you can't let anybody in. Yeah, yeah, you can't you let, can't anybody let into everybody it. in. <laughs> it, it's like I started off, um, I was uh talking to a baker one day and she was like why don't you try to get some interns from like the the universities and and I was like well you know what let me try that so what I did was I just put an ad on Facebook and I was like hey I'm looking for interns and by this time my business had you know it's kind of like a buzz in everybody's ears so I'm like okay maybe people will call we'll see what happens I mean and my phone was like ringing off the wall so I had this big intern meeting and I everybody that worked works for me they start off as an intern. They have to come in and see what this entails because it's not just setting up a pretty table and then you take a picture. It's like a lot of back, you know, a lot of back end stuff that goes on. You know, the cake might topple over once it once it arrives. How are you going to handle that problem solving, making sure the client's happy, making sure you keep the venue happy? Um, it's customer service driven. And like I said, hospitality. So my staff is trained that if you see someone dancing on the dance floor and they're having a good time and their drink is like almost gone or halfway full, ask them what they're drinking. Hey, you know, um, hey, Joseph, what are you drinking tonight? Or, you know, hey, I noticed your drink was half full. Or is, was that a Hennessy? Mm-hmm. Hennessy and Sprite? You know, and then you go get that for them. You're Perfect. not a waiter, but Perfect. hey. Who cares? Yeah. That's hospitality. And so they go through an intensive training and they know like you don't sit against the wall and watch everybody party. You engage with the client. And that's very less like our culture. That's what we do. Mm. That's that's um that's amazing that you said that because like that's basically, you know, you have to engage. You have to keep everybody enthused. You have to keep everybody happy. And you know, like you said, it yeah. goes into the overall formula that you said, which is leaving that lasting impression. Um mm-hmm. Would you would you consider yourself, maybe not yourself in particular, but, you know, just um, your staff or just, you know, what an event and wedding planner is supposed to be? Would you consider yourselves like um, kind of like crisis managers? You know, because I know. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a I have a friend of mine that, you know, she owns an event planning business. And, you know, some of the mm-hmm. stuff she tells me, I'm like, wow, yeah. like I wouldn't have been able to handle that. I probably would have panicked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I literally, I, I, I have probably, I could write a book. I tell everybody, like I, you know, I share stories with friends, and I'm like, y'all just don't know what I went through this weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, girl, you could literally write a book on these experiences. I were, I was working a wedding, and um, the groom's mother, the mother of the groom, 
she there was like some food that spilled on the floor and then they wiped it up but it was kind of still kind of greasy the floor was kind of greasy uh-huh. so she slipped and she fell wow. and she fractured her arm wow okay so she's sitting to the side and during this time the groom has a seizure wow he has a, a grandma seizure and i'm literally at the wedding i pack my things up I get in my car and I follow two ambulances to the hospital. And I, I say, say the wedding, you know, their wedding night was spent in the hospital with them. Wow. So you just never know, like behind the scenes. Yeah, that's a pretty picture, but you don't know what happened. <laughs> you wow. don't know what I went through that night. You know, like my bride did not get to enjoy her wedding because she was literally and it was a Nigerian wedding. So mm-hmm. she, they didn't get to do their second change, their traditional change. None of that. It was all. Basically, we were in the hospital, you know, so you don't get that that back end of everything that goes on. But I I mean, I have stories like that for days. We could sit here all day and we could just probably plan another mogul motivation. Right. (laughs) And talk about things that go wrong. But it's it's a lot, you know, a lot um, that goes on. And, you know, that goes back to what I said, like seeing the value of that, you know, um, because when you hire an event and wedding planner, you know, it's basically like you're taking on the stress of the bride and the groom. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, everybody then, be like, oh, I don't need no planner. If you try to do it yourself, mm-hmm. if you try to do it yourself, then you're, you don't know how to troubleshoot like we do. I've probably done thousands of events. I, I don't know how many. I haven't really I kind of stopped counting, but I would say thousands mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Um, and you have to be skilled. It's like a, it's a job. It's just like if you go, job, if you're a doctor yes. and you go into surgery, what do you do first? Yes. You know, people don't know how to handle this and people don't have the people skills and the customer service skills to calm things down to, um, okay, somebody just fell in the middle of the floor and splattered food everywhere and their, uh, their platter, their food, their plate cr- cracked in front of everybody. You mm-hmm. know, like how do you handle that? Yeah. You know, so it's so many things that um, you just have to have to be. It's like hiring a professional, basically. If you mm-hmm. go buy furniture, you can either a move it yourself, or you can be hire. You can hire the people at the furniture store to deliver it. Do you want the stress of sweating and trying to get the couch and possibly I you know not. nicking it? You, you know what I mean? Like, what what do you want to do? You want to mm-hmm. pay for convenience, or do you want to just do it yourself? So we live in a do it yourself society. Mm-hmm. And people want to do it themselves, but they come to me after the fact and they say, you know what? I wish I would have booked you yeah. because I was so stressed out. Yeah, yeah people, <laughs> and, people uh, I think from my perspective at least, um, a lot of people want to do it themselves simply because they don't want to invest. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, a peace of me. mind investment. Yes. That's what I mean. In all my brochures, it says investment. It's an investment. It is what it is. It's not a price. Mm-hmm. It's not what I charge. It's an investment. It's investment so that you can have peace of mind during your event. And if you don't want to, you know, invest in that investment, then you might need to go with someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, because we work really hard and we want to ensure that things run smoothly. And, you know, you can go with a cheaper person or go with somebody else, but we're going to make sure that things flow very smoothly. And um, that's just kind of what we stand for. Yeah. 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 So, so. Chloe Cook Events is doing amazing. What are some things that your company does um, to basically empower aspiring entrepreneurs? And, you know, what are some philanthropy things that you do in the community? I know Hurricane Harvey just hit 
recently, so uh, I know that was heavy um, for you guys yeah. down there. So what, what um, do you guys do for the community and things like that? Well, we, we do a lot. The, um, I do a lot of background things and never make it to social media, never make it to mm-hmm. um, Facebook or Instagram because I just that's just been my personality my whole life. I started volunteering when I was a little girl, 12 years old, riding my bike to the library to read to children. So um, I just kind of have that humanitarian built uh, like inside of me. So that's what I do. Um, But we used to give this thing called the birthday wish. And um, basically we would gift a deserving child with a birthday party. But I, my staff was like, you always have to pick more than one person. We're only supposed to pick one kid. One year I picked three children. I was like, I have to do something for these kids. Uh You know, let's, let me just, maybe I'll just go and give them a classroom party, you know, something simple where I take cupcakes to their class and, you know, maybe read them a story and then we sing happy birthday. So, um, things like that. And then hurricane Harvey, when it hit, um, a group of us got together, you know, um, we collaborated on a project and we all kind of created um, drop off and uh, pick up centers, relief centers for okay. people to pick up things. And I literally cleaned my whole house. I was like, you know what? I'm giving all this stuff away. We don't need this. This is stuff that we take for granted. These people lost everything. Yeah. So I do things pretty much every day, you know, in my community. Um, I might see someone at a store with kids and you know it and and that's probably why it's funny because I say that's why I'm always broke because I'm always giving back (laughs) you know I'm always giving back I can't get ahead because I'm always giving back (laughs) and always doing for others but in the end I'm blessed so I don't see it as like um as like a burden or whatever because I know as soon as I give that the Lord's gonna bless me so much more he's gonna book Ten events after that Absolutely. for me. So I don't get involved in the whole like, oh, gosh, now I'm broken. You know, I did this. But everybody's like, you need to take it slow. Take it easy. You're always trying to do for other people, you know, save your money and whatever. So I'm always giving back to people. Well, you have like um, based on what I what I hear throughout this entire interview, um, a common theme is you're very passionate about kids. Um, you're very passionate about it's kind of like you got that big mama mentality you know you know how Mm -hmm. big mama you know she love all the kids you know she uh want to make sure everybody is taken care of that's what i'm getting from you and and that's a beautiful thing and the fact that you say you do it behind the scenes that's good i mean you know one thing that bothers me personally um is whenever you do a good deed you don't have to shout it you know uh, uh, people love to do good deeds and you know they shout it all over facebook and it makes you want to question are you doing it for for the gram, right, or... right. Are you doing it for the <laughs> right. gram, for for the praise, or are you just doing it because you genuinely, you know, feel that way? Right. And, and yeah. it, it seems like yeah. you're you're a very genuine person, you know, and that's great. Um, what you're yeah. doing for the kids, like these kids that you choose, that you um, what's it called, the birthday wish? Uh huh. How uh-huh. do you go about choosing those kids, if you don't mind me asking? Like, how does what's that process like? Um. Well, when we did it in the past, we would basically the kids would have to write in or their parents write something special about them. We had an interview with the kids and we would want to meet them. Like one girl, um, you know, they, they all have experienced different things. So it might be a tragedy. It might be something they might be sick, you know, so something, something where it's been something that may have been a setback, but they're doing great. So basically with the birthday wish, we, we kind of, we, we changed that a little bit and we put that on hold. 
Um, the reason being is we did a party for a little girl and the mother was so ungrateful. Mm -hmm. Um, it's sad that we live in a society where you give your heart to people and they just take advantage. Like she's like, Oh, we thought the kids were going to eat a full meal. You only serve them, um, cake and punch. And I'm like, this is more than what you would have been able to do. Like I rented out a whole, um, building for her to have a paint party. You rented out a building. And she yeah, was it was frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then I did a. It, it's funny because I did a birthday wish for someone years ago, years ago. And I mean, I went all out for this little girl. Uh, party bus, everything you could imagine. Um, and I was at a bar one night, and her mom was like, "You made a false promise to my daughter." And I was like, what? And she said, you made a false promise to my daughter. You told her you were going to buy her a comforter set and you didn't. Now, mind you, at this time, I was like in the peak of my career. I'm super busy. I may have said that I was going to do that and then forgot or, you know, she's like, you ignored her calls or whatever. And I'm like, a comforter set at Walmart is like 1999. Mm-hmm. And this lady was still holding on to that in 2000, you know, 2017. And I said, well, what do you want to do about it? Like, how are we going to resolve this? Like, do you want to fight me? Like she was very aggressive, you know, and it, yeah. it kind of like hurt my feelings because I'm like, I went above and beyond for your child. And to know that people are so just so spiteful and, um, they want something for nothing. Basically. I was like, do you want me to, how old is your daughter now? She's like, Oh, she's 19 now. 19. <laughs> I'm like, so would you like for me to go in my purse and give you $25 to get her a conference that like, what, what's the purpose of you telling me this and being so aggressive and so mean to me about it? So it was just like people like that. Like, I just can't, I can't stand unappreciative people, especially when I'm giving things from my heart and I'm going above and beyond and spending my own money for that. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of put that on hold for now and then we'll kind of revisit that in the future okay well yeah you know unfortunately that's just how human nature is but you know karma is karma i believe in that. yeah and you know yeah. you just got to keep doing what you're doing keep continuing to succeed and you know i'm sure there are many families that were grateful for what you did you know yeah far, far yeah, more yeah far more than the ones that wasn't so you know it, it just comes with the territory unfortunately which kind of leads me to my next question as an entrepreneur as a black woman entrepreneur how do you persevere how, what keeps you motivated with all of these um, things that comes with running the business not just the negative but everything what keeps you motivated um just seeing my family happy like being able to uh not <laughs> having to wake up at 9 a.m or 7, 6 a.m in the morning because i'm not a morning person when i was you know i don't like traffic i i make my own schedule that motivates me like it motivates me like hey you got to you got to get up at some point, whether it's going to be 12 o'clock or one o'clock, you have to get up. Mm -hmm. You know, I know they say the early bird catches the worm, but I'm a night owl. Like I stay up all night and I work while everybody's sleeping, you know? So in the morning at 6am when people are going to work, I can stay in my bed and cuddle with my daughter if I want to, you know? So those are things that that motivate me, my family being able to just move when I want to move. If I want to take off for a week and go on a vacation, I don't have to call my boss and say, Hey, I need time off from work. I just do it, you know? So that motivates me. That's what I, I, that's how I want to live my life for the rest of my life. I want to be able to call the shots. And, you know, if that, if that means working 24 hour days, that's what I'm going to do, you know? So that's what motivates me. Gotcha. Freedom is, uh, freedom 
is what motivates me as well. You know, the freedom to do like what you said. If I wanted to take a vacation, I could take it. If I want to do right. this, I could do it. You know, I always wanted that freedom. I never really functioned well working a job. And it's nothing wrong with that because people have to work jobs. But just personally, yes. I never, yeah. that was never the life I wanted for myself. So, right, right, yeah. So, yeah, so, Chloe, what's your contact information? How can people find your company on social media, website, all of those things? So, I'm on every social media outlet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, um, and it's my first name, last name, events. It's Chloe, commonly misspelled. It's C-H-L-O-E. It's not C-H-O-L-E. It's C-H-L-O-E, Cook, C-O-O-K, events. So website, everything is cohesive. It's all under Chloe Cook Events. And my have I have a new blog that recently launched. Um, it's where you can kind of get to know a little bit of personal about me and um, some of my projects that I'm working on, it's uh, chloecookevents.com slash candidly, Chloe, C-A-N-D-I-D-L-Y, Chloe, C-H-L-O-E. Um, so you can follow that and all of my social media pages to keep up with what we're doing. We're doing great things. Thank God that we're able to do these things and stay booked and people and sought after and people book us. So um, I'm grateful for that. Perfect. And what's one last thing you would like to say to everybody out there listening, every entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur? Um, I would probably say stay, remain consistent, stay true to who you are, you know, because this is not, this is not easy. Don't, don't see what the next person is doing. Like, um, if I see a girl that does hair and I see that she's killing it in the game and she's like booking all these clients she's doing all these wigs and then I try to go on YouTube and teach myself how to do a wig and I'm like I got to get this money too but that's not my passion follow your passion and God will see you through you have to follow your passion though not see what somebody else is doing not see what Chloe Cook is doing not see what seeing what this other person is doing but following what you're strong at find your niche and what's going to help you set you apart there's a thousand event planners every day popping up yep so what's going to set you apart, you know, what's going to set you apart from the hairstylist? What's going to set you apart, apart from the photographer? What's your style? I have a style. Everybody knows the style of my events. It's not just a cute party. It's fun. It's interactive. It's an experience. And that's what we do. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Find your passion and know your style and your niche. Powerful words from Mrs. Chloe Cook. Thank you very much for joining us this week on the Monday. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So everybody out there, let's continue to work. Let's continue to imagine reality and let's make it happen. Until next week.